a nonpartisan guy. This is not a journalist. George Stephanopoulos is a partisan from beginning to end. And it can't be denied. So it was even more amazing that he could be speaking to the Secretary of Homeland Security, Secretary Mayorkas, and saying, um, yeah, your message about don't come to the border, that's not getting through. You've been saying don't come now, but that message does not appear to be getting through right now. So many seem to be responding to the president's promise that he would have a more accepting policy towards migrants. And you seem to be cut in a, stuck in a difficult trap right now. But does the message have to be don't come, period? Well, I think um, uh, actually we are do not come now. Um, give us the time to rebuild a system that was entirely dismantled in the prior administration. And we have, in fact, begun to rebuild that system. If that system is the system of not allowing people in illegally, then the system wasn't dismantled. It was for the first time built. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number. Your thoughts on the southern border. 833-468-8669. This is a disaster and it is a crisis. And it doesn't matter what the Biden administration says or doesn't say. The facts still remain. Now, the idea you've been saying don't come now, but that message does not appear to be getting through. It wasn't uh, people seemingly responding to the president's promise, meeting Joe Biden's promise. They were told open borders. And there's a nonstop cadre of open border supporters. Representative Ilhan Omar is an open border supporter. She has said so. Point blank. That Democrats should end contracts with immigration and customs enforcement that are connected to state and local jails. That is open borders policy. And it's defended by people like her, by Representative Ocasio-Cortez, by Jamal Bowman, also of New York. 23 House Democrats signed a letter saying that ICE shouldn't be allowed to work with state and local detention facilities. Know who's in the country illegally and get them out. They believe in open borders. We're not debating what it is they believe. They have told us through repeated actions. But what's the value of open borders? What do we gain from open borders? The answer is nothing. If we don't know who's coming into the country, we don't gain anything. We simply put Americans at risk. First, let's talk about the messaging difference between January 20th and January 21st. Or January 19th and 21st. We'll say it that way. On January 19th, children were being held in cages. Now, we have reception centers that are dealing with an influx. How bad is the influx? Well, according to this NBC reporter, nobody knows. And Dasha, meanwhile, where you are in Donna, Texas, you're getting a, a, a firsthand look at one of these facilities that's, that's been called, quote, the epicenter of overcrowding. What are you seeing there? Yeah. Well, Craig, frankly, we're not seeing a whole lot. There has not been a lot of transparency into this facility. No one has been granted access inside. We have asked for that. We've also asked for photos and videos of the current conditions in the facility, as well as numbers of how many people are actually inside. We have not been provided any of that information yet. 
That's MSNBC reporting. 3,000 immigrant teenagers are being housed at a convention center in downtown Dallas. First of all, Dallas is a ways away from the border. Secondly, they're not immigrant teenagers. They're illegal aliens. And third, how many of them were left at the border to die? Have they been separated from their parents in order for them to be detained in Dallas? No, they're coming across on their own. But how many of them are actually coming across on their own? And how many of them were stolen, kidnapped, what have you, from South and Central America or places in Mexico and utilized as human shields to get here? That's what Joe Biden has invited. Let's say that again clearly. That is what the Democratic Party of the United States of America has invited. If you said we need to change some border policies in order to allow people in legally and have a better system, you're going to get a lot of support on that. But you, meaning today's political left, have lied about what immigration is and conflating legal and illegal immigration, and those in the press have helped you do that. So you get this idea that the political right is opposed to immigration when, of course, that is not the case. They are opposed to illegal immigration, as every rational person should be. They're coming across the border with COVID. They're coming across the border, possibly, on the terrorist watch list. Kevin McCarthy, who is the leader of the Republicans at the southern border, this is what he's saying. It's worse than a crisis. I thought I would see a crisis, but this is really a human heartbreak. We have a brand new facility to care for these children. They built it beyond capacity, thinking they would never reach it. Today, they just set the anniversary that they broke capacity, more than 1,040 children, and it's only growing every day. And what that means is 120 of these border agents that are doing an extraordinary job in unbelievable times can't be on the border protecting us. And when you go to Monument 3 and you talk to those agents, It's not just people from Mexico or Honduras or El Salvador. They're now finding people from Yemen, Iran, Turkey, people on the on the terrorist watch list. And if you think it's just the Republicans saying that, here's Representative Democrat from Texas, Henry Cuellar. This uh, Friday, I was there and I talked to some of the uh, people that had come across. There were about 20 of them. I asked them which message have they heard. Never heard the president, but they heard from their friends and neighbors that they were coming across. They saw things on TV that people were coming across and they were getting recruited by people uh, to uh, come over across. So it has to be a strong message because without due respect, the administration's message is not coming through. Now, the talking point of the administration's message is not getting through is a talking point. It's one that's been put out there, and it's, see, that's just the problem. The message isn't getting through, probably because wascally Republicans who control the media aren't letting the message get through. Yes, yes, I called them wascally Republicans, because that's, you know, it's, it's always the fault, right? No matter what's going on, the problem is three Republicans got together in Oshkosh, and had lunch. You see, if they hadn't gotten together, the whole thing would have worked. But because of those three Republicans, there's the issue. So people aren't getting the message. Because the message was set during months and months and months of campaigning. Come on over. A despicable policy of pure, raw bigotry and hate against whom? The American people.
people are coming across with COVID and being put on buses and brought to other places or being told, go live your lives. That is hatred of of the elderly. That is hatred of the infirm. That is hatred of hospital workers. That is hatred of nurses. That is hatred of doctors. If you're inviting people in with COVID and saying spread away, that's hate. And that's what this administration has. Now, they can argue with me all they want, and you can scream Trump's name from now until the end of time, but that's not the story. It doesn't matter how many times you want to bring it up. This was CNN, and they finish up that that piece with uh, Representative Cuellar, and the host, John Berman, speaks to the White House border coordinator, Roberta Jackson, and says, so, uh... The administration's message is not coming through, says Congressman Cuellar. Why? Why isn't it getting through? Well, I think I think you have to understand that the smugglers are agile and quick and word of mouth gets through and they are exploiting people's hope and desperation. Our own message is getting out less than smugglers. We always know that. But we are doing everything we can, and that includes Spanish language radio, social media, um, making sure that we convey the message that the border is. The border is 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 what not open. You told them it was open and they're coming and you're not willing to say no. You can't say no because that might be a Trump-like policy and that destroys you. You are so radically, ideologically rigid, you can't admit that you've got a bad idea and you can't switch it on on the fly. So let's get back to what it is that Secretary Mayorkas said to George Stephanopoulos. Well, I think um, uh, actually we are do not come now. Um, Give us the time to rebuild the system that was entirely dismantled in the prior administration. And we have, in fact, begun to rebuild that system. If the system in the prior administration was keeping people out and in the 54 days that Joe Biden has been president of the United States, we now have a crisis beyond crisis at the border. Do you really think it's the system that was there or do you think it was what you planned, announced and want to put forward? We see you and we know you're lying. Secretary Mayorkas is a liar and Roberta Jackson is a liar. They are. This isn't more humane. This is obscene. It was CBS News that reported that the facilities are filled with children who can't get showers. Your move. You think you're humane? You have created policies through your radical rhetoric that encouraged kidnapping, that encouraged child abuse that encouraged the slave trade that encouraged sex trafficking and trump's the bad guy stop stop making everything in your life so damn political and recognize the difference between the yetzerah and the yetzertov that's the good uh, the evil and and the good uh, a little bit of uh, of hebrew for us all there is right and there is wrong there is good and there is evil your policies joe biden are wrong and can be construed very properly as evil. Trump was a disgusting, terrible tweeter. But he was right about the border. You need a strong border policy. Hell, you might even need a wall. 
Now, the question is, when will these ideologically rigid people who hate America and your kids figure that out? I'm Tony Katz. So maybe you get your $1,400 tomorrow. Maybe you don't. I don't know. I mean, they say it's going to show up. They say that it's going to be there. Everyone's getting ready for it, depending on who the everybody is and whether or not they qualify for it. There's a site you're supposed to be able to go to. The Get My Payment Portal, I don't know. I don't know if it works. Tony Katz, so good to be with you on Tony Katz today. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, be sure to like the page. Right? It's it's over there at the at the IRS, uh, right? And I, where do you go? You go to irs.gov slash coronavirus slash get dash my dash payment that's that's easy to say irs.gov it's an, it's an http https so it's it's secured right irs.gov slash coronavirus slash get dash my dash payment and you click on it and then it says this government system is for authorized use only and then the russian hackers say okay comrade and then they click okay and then uh, you, you put in your social. So I got Ari social right here. So I've been putting that in producer Ari. No problem. You got it. Yep. I know everything about producer Ari. So that's just the way it is. And then you put in your address and there you go. And then uh, you put in your, your, your zip code and it's supposed to tell you when you're getting a check or it'll tell you that your status is not available because either you're not eligible or they don't have enough information yet. So if you get that screen, you don't actually know if you're getting something or not. But it's supposed to be a married couple, $150,000 or less, $1,400 a person. Dependents, they get $1,400 too. Up to $160,000 as a couple. And then as an individual, $75,000 up to $80,000. It just goes down from there. People are supposed, they, they've seen, some people have seen in their bank accounts that, uh, that they've, uh, they, it's like, okay, it's coming, but you don't have access to it yet. I mean, we're going to get it to you, but not quite yet. And it's, it's going to be Wednesday. And so people were very, very angry uh, about uh, these things. I don't know. I don't know if tomorrow's just going to be a gigantic and massive, massive cluster. Maybe yes, maybe no. Maybe it's going to work out very well and everyone's going to be spending their money on something ridiculous tomorrow or not. I do know uh, one person who's gotten a a check already, a millennial. Ah, She's younger than a millennial. So what what is younger than a millennial, producer Ari? Gen Z. An embryo? Is that what we're calling it? No. Is it Gen Z? Is is that it? That's what I was told. Yeah, she said she she was going to spend it on bills. All right, if, if, you're 20, if you're 25, 24, 25, you're spending on bills, I, I, who am I to tell you? Who am I? Look, I didn't want the money going out to people who weren't actually impacted by COVID. I certainly don't approve of the $1.9 trillion. But if you are somebody getting the check and you have the check, am I asking you to return it? No, I'm actually not. The, the, the cow is already out of the station in the barn or whatever the cow does. So now what are you going to do with it? Well, 
utilize it to your advantage is certainly an acceptable thing to say. And some people are going to say that's, that's bills. And some people are going to say that's, that's, uh, that's savings, right? What I want to make sure is that it's not Chinese goods. Do not buy a TV made in China. That Insignia TV, that Westinghouse TV, that TCL TV. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Absolutely, positively not. Do not do it. Don't do it. Get yourself something that is local. I believe that you could say to yourself, one theory, how, what is something that I need that I know that I'm paying a person to do uh, and provide the labor for? Something around the house, something in, in, in the office, something physical in that way. Just giving, um, just giving a thought. Just giving a, an idea to, to what is possible here. What is it that can be done that has some good? No, Keynesian economics is terrible. And no, this is not a way to prime the pump and get spending going and people uh, doing well. That has to come from savings. But I want to avoid people buying things in China. Don't buy Chinese goods with this dollar you're getting from the federal government. Don't do that to the rest of us. I'm Tony Katz. Cuomo's hand size. I know. I feel weird just saying it. It's not something you should say to another human being. I don't think it makes for good radio, but it's a thing. So therefore, here I am. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. The allegations get weirder and stranger. And one of his accusers, right? He's been accused of sexual impropriety. He has, uh, of course, been accused of, well, murder. I mean, that's just, that's just clear, right? The, the, the situation with nursing homes, the situation with homes for uh, the developmentally disabled, the policies that sent these people back, you couldn't even ask for the COVID test, you couldn't get the results, horrific stuff. The nursing homes that begged for this not to be the case. And uh, Andrew Cuomo said no. It turns out Andrew Cuomo was too busy talking hand size. This is the reporting from CNBC. I put it forth to you. You tell me whether it's legit. Let me know on Twitter, at Tony Katz, parlor at Tony Katz, or you can email me, Tony at TonyKatz.com. Here's the story. Charlotte Bennett is one of the accusers, a former aide to Governor Andrew Cuomo. Spent four hours talking to investigators They did it by Zoom, right? They're conducting a probe of her claims. You already have people calling for the resignation of Cuomo everywhere. According to the investigation, investigators were told that Andrew Cuomo was preoccupied 
with talking to subordinates about his hand size and, quote, what the large size of his hands indicated. Did he say it or did he not? 833 got Tony. Twitter, Tony Katz. Tony at TonyKatz.com. We go now to our first contestant, producer Ari, Mm. who is also obsessed with hand size. Uh, Producer Ari, did Governor Andrew Cuomo look at his subordinates, talk about hand size, and ask what large size of hands indicated? I'm I'm sure he did. This is like... Is this a New York thing? Because you remember when Marco Rubio made that joke about Trump's hand size and Trump was like, made a big deal about, no, my hands are huge. Like, is this just a New York thing where people care about their hand sizes? Because I've never heard it anywhere else. Uh, no, it's it's one of those uh, things like like the size of your feet. No, I, I get the joke. I've never heard anyone actually just like, so seriously try to make a correlation to it. Do I have to actually explain to people what it is we're discussing here? I mi- What the hand size thing it's supposed to correlate to? You know, if the hand size is big, something else must be big. That's what Trump said. Right? That, that, that's, that, that's what we're discussing. We're discussing penis, correct? Uh, we, uh, I believe that's the term. Okay. All right. I, 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 didn't, I didn't just want to leave it out there, people. But there's no, like, there's no scientific oh, proof, correct? Oh, ha! I'm right over my head. <laughs> uh, there's, no, there's no, like, scientific proof that's true. Like, it's an urban myth. What? I don't pay attention to any... What? How would I know? I don't know, because people talk about it all... Like, I've heard it twice now in the past three years, and I'm like, I've never heard anyone be serious about so, this. So the first thing, is that a New Yorkism? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it's a New Yorkism. I just don't think it's very uh, Midwest uh, apropos. I think, I think that, that would be it. I think it's the kind of thing you hear from people who don't know how to be funny or interesting otherwise. I think that's why cliches exist. Uh, for, for example, cliches exist for people who lack the ability to think and engage in, in conversation to have something to say. That's, that's what I think it, it's there for. Now, don't get me wrong. A well-placed cliche is okay because the cliche exists for a, a, a specific reason. I do, however, have an issue with Charlotte Bennett. What? Charlotte Bennett is the accuser. You know who her lawyer is? Uh, is it the same one who did Blasey Ford? Yep. Her <laughs> lawyer is Deborah Katz. No relation. Thank you. Mom, no relation, right? Mom, there's a relation. There's going to be an issue. So anything that Deborah Katz is associated with, I actually want to take another look at. A hundred percent. But do I believe that Andrew Cuomo is the kind of guy who'd be like, hmm, I got big hands. What do you think that means? Yes! 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 A hundred and fifty percent. Yeah, probably. There's a, there, there is not a doubt I defy anybody to be like, no, nah, I don't think he'd ever say anything like that. Not only does he say things like that, he searches the internet for jokes like that. It's absolutely true. So weird. It's absolutely true. Why would you say that to anyone, let alone someone you work with? So the the answer to the question is, first, you've never been an old man. (laughs) Never will be. Um, uh, Second, uh, there's... People are weird, man. And there's this, this, this type of person who really likes that 
that that flirting lifestyle, right? They're never going to go forward. They know that's not going to happen. They don't actually have the strength, uh, the, the the fortitude to go forward. This is this is their 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 jolly. This is their thrill, and 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 it's it's a thrill of power and 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 other things. When I was a younger man, I was the flirty type. Which is very weird because now I, I, I don't walk into rooms with other people. And I don't do it, I got to admit, because I was the flirty type. But I was the flirty type also when I was dealing with depression and, and trying to work my way through it. Um, and I, as, as I have looked back on it, because I've looked back on some and been like, oh, Tony, that was not helpful. Um, all of it was was in this in this place of just awful sadness, right? And and trying to find for yourself some level of, I don't know if worth is the right word, but for now I'll use that word until I can think of a better one. And so the 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 flirting was, was about trying to create some value, right? Because it was never, ever for me, anything else there is not a power on this earth that was going to get me to to walk away from the marriage that i have never even in the darkest days and dark things happened in the darkest days in the days where i was suicidal and and it never never that never dawned on me actually that never ever dawned on me but the I, i i do look at the flirting and say well that was trying to fill a void trying to to engage a a sense of worth Uh, now i'm not saying that cuomo has depression like i did or suicidal like i was uh in in my 20s by the way 1-800-273-8255 if you're ever feeling that way that's the national suicide prevention hotline make that call i mean it's just that when we see these things like i have an ability i i know what that feeling is like but i worked my way through that and out of that it wouldn't dawn on me to do that as 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 a a, a man today. Not, not not in the world. He's in his sixties and he's doing that. That's a power trip, man. That's what that is. That I can't imagine that's still about worth. Maybe it is, but that seems much more about power, right? That seems much more about um, you know trying to think of yourself as this tough guy and oh look how hip and cool i am and everybody's into me and then you know hi i made the joke and oh she laughed and oh yeah you know i could if i wanted to but uh yeah you can't you can't do those things in, in my job but you know power power they like the power oh yeah oh, yeah and you you know the way she looks at me oh come on don't be silly of course i could my god you know i'm look all right i'm, I'm single i admit but you know some things that you can't do but who knows you know who knows who knows ah Ah, they love me. What am I going to do? Like, that's the way I think he sees himself and engages it. Absolutely. Absolutely positively. Meanwhile, he's in a world, world, world of hurt. Uh, I have actually upped his uh, possibility of resigning to 7%. Yeah, I really don't think he's going to resign. His ego is too great and his shame is too low. Absolutely, 100%. I don't, I, slightest chance of him resigning. But the pressure is growing. I'm Tony Katz.
Columbia University has figured out this this concept of, of, of wokeness. They've really got it all understood. So they're going to have six graduation ceremonies based on race, sexuality, and income level. No, 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 that's, that's, that's real, people. That, that, that's very important. It's important to, uh, to, to do these things. Tony Katz, so great to be with you on Tony Katz today. Uh, they're going to have, uh, accord, according to the website, I mean, this is, such, this is so important to have multicultural graduation celebrations, right? And they're going to have uh, the, these, these celebrations for, for specific uh, groups, groups of people, right? Virtual ceremonies for Native American, Asian, Latinx, Black, first-generation or low-income students, and a lavender ceremony. For LGBTQIA students during the last week of April. Isn't this just wonderful? What? No! This is very important! Why don't you care? You graduate. And you graduate with everybody. We're, we're, we're putting this together and saying that we're okay with this kind of, of segregation. It's one thing if you do it by, you know, specific degree, right? All the students who graduate with a, a degree in economics here and engineering here, and that makes perfect sense. It's part of that college. But they've got um, the native graduation uh, celebration is Sunday at 4 p.m. And then the lavender graduation is Monday at 4 p.m. And then the Asian, the FLI, I don't know what the FLI refers to. I'm not sure what that is. What is that? No, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's, I, I don't think that's it at all, actually. I'm not sure what that refers to. But this is supposed to be what makes us, what, better? This level of division? You're a graduate. Congratulations. Now go out there and do something with your life. You spent how many dollars a year to be a part of this? Parents spent their hard-earned money? By the way, if, if you're going to Columbia, you, you ain't oppressed. I, I just want to put that out there and put it to bed. Tony, oppression happens to people who have money, too. I, I don't disagree with, with such a thing. Um, but if you were able to pay Columbia to show you how oppressed you are, you're not oppressed. I'm a man with a theory. You can agree or disagree. That's fine. This is, this is silly. This is absolutely silly. Now, equally silly. Well, no, no, not equally silly. Far less silly. But certainly uh, not, not his best work is Senator Ron Johnson. So Senator Ron Johnson of, of Wisconsin, he is talking about what happened at the Capitol. And he has this, it's a very weird statement. His statement is that, you know, even though those thousands of people that were marching to the Capitol were trying to pressure people like me to vote the way they wanted me to vote, um, I knew uh, those were people that love this country, that truly respect law enforcement, would never do anything to break the law, so I wasn't concerned. He's on the Joe Pag Show, which is another radio host, very, very good guy. 
He said, now the table, had the tables been turned, this could get me in trouble. Had the tables been turned and President Trump won the election, those were tens of thousands of Black Lives Matter and Antifa protesters, I might have been a little concerned. Now, it's, it's not cleanly said, but his argument, as I take it, is I see people show up and protesting. All right, they're showing up and protesting. When I've seen a Black Lives Matter and Antifa protesting, it leads to violence and it leads to destruction and people died. Now, I don't know how clean that statement is. Some people want to declare that to be a racist statement. Well, of course they do. Anything is a racist statement. You can make the argument, what were you referring, the people who were there for for protesting and the people who were storming the Capitol? You saw people storming the Capitol and you didn't worry about it because of the color of their skin? By the way, Antifa, mostly white. As we've often discussed, And even though I don't support the organization Black Lives Matter, people who are out there protesting were trying to stop the Antifa folk from being violent because it was ruining their message. We discussed this many times. It's absolutely true. So yeah, it's a weird, odd statement from Senator Ron Johnson. Not as bad as Joy Behar's response, though. Right out there with his racism. There's no dog whistle for him. You know, it's like, I'm a racist. Have a nice day. You know what I mean? I guess, you know, it's funny. When I was watching this, it's so aggravating to listen to this idiot. I mean, he and I are very different. I'll tell you this right now. If I was surrounded by people carrying weapons, uh, people erecting nooses, uh, screaming, hang Mike Pence, bludgeoning a police officer to death, I might be a little scared. But Ron, no, he's not scared of those people. He's scared of this fictitious idea of Antifa, a thing that doesn't even exist. He needs to go. He needs to go, and soon. Uh, A a couple things. We're not sure how Officer Sicknick died, and that's still something that's being investigated. The fire fire extinguisher thing didn't happen. We know that was was made up. Um, But may, may, may I say, Antifa's made up? Because Joe Biden said it's an idea... I mean, Megan McCain went at her and Joy Reid, uh, Joy, Joy, Joy Behar wants nothing to do with it. Look, if you want to live your life ignorant, you're more than welcome to, but it doesn't make you right. Uh, I believe that ABC should have to carry warnings and statements like Twitter put on for President Trump misinformation because it's misinformation from Joy Behar. That's all. All she needs is a misinformation statement every time she's talking and things will be fine. Don't fire her, but she clearly lied right there. She clearly lied to an audience saying Antifa's not real. Of course Antifa's real. What kind of nonsense is this? Only the fool or the person enjoying it doesn't pay attention. Antifa is violence. This is, this is a factual statement. Everybody's engaged in their little bit of crazy. Doesn't help, but they don't stop. I'm Tony Katz.